Chapter 1 Toby said, Jim, Jim, I think I wangled a trip abroad for you. That's what you wanted, isn't it? I said, Where to? I had already in my mind settled on South America. He said, Pakistan. And my mind abandoned the dream and went to work on the known but buried reality. That's your old stamping ground, isn't it? He said. It could be. What part? I'm not quite sure. They'll tell you. But, I mean, they they know you were out there. That's why they got on to you. I said you'd go and see them. Who are they? There was a pause, and when he spoke his voice was half-deflected, as if he was reading from a paper on his desk. He said, Anglo-Pac Enterprises, they call themselves. He pronounced it Pac. That doesn't tell us much. I got the impression they were in minerals of some sort, but I'm not sure. What do they want, then? A report. A survey on the spot, and then a report. Some sort of opinion survey, I gather. Sounding out local opinion on something they're interested in. They assume you have the language and so on. I thought it would be just the thing for you between books. We haven't actually discussed terms, but I've no doubt they'll pay well. I'll deal with them on that, of course. All I want you to do is to go along and see them, and see if it's a sort of thing you could do, and whether you'd like to. For a moment, neither of us said anything. Then Toby said, Jim, what do you think? You'd like it, wouldn't you? I said, oh, I'll go all right, it's just... Yes, of course I'd like it. I'm a bit frightened, that's all. It's twenty years, you know, Toby. Yes, well, they know that, of course. So far as they're concerned, no, I wasn't thinking of that. It's me. I've buried it all pretty thoroughly. Of course, I've often thought of digging it up again, but I didn't really think I ever should, and it frightens me, that's all. But I expect, in fact, I'll get some enjoyment out of it, and you say the money's right. I told you, nothing's been said yet, but I assume that. You go and sort out the job with them, and I'll fix the money. Will you do that? All right, yes, of course. (sighs) Sorry, Toby. This must sound all very ungrateful. I should have liked Brazil. Toby put on his professional desk-side manner. I know, Jim, he said. But it's your experience they want, you see. I mean, you don't know Brazil, do you? No, no, all right. I've never sailed the Amazon, I know. And I suppose I never will, as in the song. But don't let it worry. What's the address? He gave me an address in Pump Court and a telephone number. A man called Carruthers. You phone his secretary for an appointment. Not my old friend Colonel Carruthers of the Waziristan Scouts. Has he got a stiff upper lip? Toby hung back a little. Then he said, I've only spoken to him on the phone, but I should say his underlip is stiff as hell. Not, I think, the Waziristan Scouts. Ah, I said. One of the Carruthers of Camberwell. Or Koblenz, said Toby. Anyway, go and see him. Tell me what you make of him. All right, I will. Sorry to be so irritating. That's all right. There's always my ten percent. But you'll phone at once, won't you? You've got the number. He repeated it. Yes, I said. I've got it. I'll ring him. Right. Goodbye, Jim. Let me know. I will. Goodbye. And... 
Thank you. Toby swallowed into the receiver and put it down. He was a good agent, and didn't have to pretend with me very much. The first thing I noticed about Mr. Carruthers was his cuffs, or his right cuff, anyway. Almost the whole cuff showed below the coat sleeve, and it was exquisitely laundered. So was his hand, which he held out, palm downwards, with the fingers closed and the thumb widely separated, smiling silently into my eyes as he did so. He had the face and head of a jolly monk in a Victorian picture, only there were strands of very dark hair brushed across his tonsure, and I did not think the multitudinous seas would ever, in my mind's eye, wash that white hand wholly clean. He said, It's nice of you to come along, Mr. Gilruth. Did Mr. Cooper tell you what it is?